Thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone. This is Jim Meskimen as Morgan Freeman saying, keep listening to Love That VoiceOver. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by voiceover artist Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. All right, so here we are. We're back. This is Rebecca, and I'm here with Hugh Edwards. And Hugh was just expressing some of the things he finds that are, are unique and what he needs when he's looking for voices, really. We started talking about show reels, which are demo reels. And, and I wanted him to elaborate a bit more about what he sees between the differences between American and British talent from his perspective as a voice caster, a voice director. So, and anything you want to talk about in this arena. Yeah, I'll sure. let you guide me. <laughs> okay. Well, in, in the break, we were just we were just talking about where the idea for these training courses came from. Now, as I'd mentioned, I mean, I've done 140 plus games. I think we're on 147, something like that. And one thing that we noticed relatively early on is that we were using the same people again and again. Now, that's that's obviously because they're good voice actors, you know, right. no doubt. But one of the main reasons is because a lot of people aren't trained in how to do gaming voiceover. Um, and I think there's a, I think there's a, a sort of tendency to believe that if you've done commercial VO and you've done, you know, maybe some radio plays and you've done a bit of TV work or whatever, then you are an actor and you know how to act. Whereas, the, I mean, for, for those who have actually done gaming, you'll you'll very quickly sort of put your hand up and say no 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 it's it's a little bit different doing gaming right it's a it's a different thing in its own right and it does need its own individual training for it so we started noticing that we were getting the same people in and not only was i using the same people but that my competitors were also using those same people as well right so so it was it's such a small cliquey market so I started doing some research into it with with a guy called Peter Dixon, and Peter's someone I've worked with for a long time. And he's um, for your American audience members, they might not know who they are. Um, okay. He's a he's a household name in the UK, but he's the voice of uh, a show in the UK called The X Factor. Oh, um, okay. Which I think is now in the states, but I think it's got a different voice. But Peter's voice is everywhere, I and mean, he's he's without doubt the biggest voiceover artist in the UK. And we were having a look at this because I, I've used Peter on 10, 15 games. He, he's he's just an excellent character actor. Um, but he knows, and, and rather like Adam Sopp, he knows how to do all of the different specific things like um, like NSV and non-scripted vocals. And all, um, there, there's a plethora of terms which happen within gaming but nowhere else. So what was happening was I was actually... I was actually training voice actors how to do aspects of their job on the job in front of people like Sega and Electronic Arts and stuff. Oh, that's not what you want to have happen, really. Uh, exactly. And the thing is, it's not it's not the voice talent's fault in, in a lot of ways, because even now, of the 30 or 40 drama schools that I know of in the UK, only two of them are doing gaming voice production within their courses. So... It, gaming is still a very new and very young aspect to the, to the voiceover and acting industry if you compare it to something like film and TV. And I will tell you that from my perspective, and I'm only one person, and I haven't done a lot of games myself as a voice actor, but I have yeah. taken some training. And what I've noticed is when people think about game voices in America, they think of it as a character role. So they think of it more along the lines of an animated character yeah and and would you say that's that's pretty close yeah it, it depends on the game entirely if if you look at something like uh disney universe i mean that's that's kid stuff and it's 
it's very much like sort of SpongeBob type over the top OTT caricatures, you know. Right. If you look at something like uh, Call of Duty, not at all, right? No, they're 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 filmic and they're they're voiced in the same kind of way as films are. Dramatic. It's very dramatic. However, I mean, th- there are so many differences. Uh, we're never going to be able to cover them all. But, no. But for example, the difference, I mean, for actors out there who do theatre as well as televisual uh, right. or filmic media, if, if you stand on stage, you know you have to really express yourself in an almost over-the-top manner to look normal on stage and to get your voice across. Right. It's, a, it's a much bigger projection and a much bigger performance compared to close-ups in film, for example, which is which is much more intricate and much more subtle. Gaming is a third one again. And even if you're, you know, even if you're used to doing both and radio plays, you, you still have to have to know the techniques involved and and why things are done in a certain way. And this is more about, can I just clarify something real quick? Would I, would I be correct in saying it's more about how to work the mic and how to come across physically in a way through your audio, using your instrument in that way? To a certain extent, yes. But also the different techniques involved, uh, working with things like um, alt takes or repetitive alt takes or single lines or or multiple lines over music effects. and Because fundamentally, a film starts at point A and ends at point B. It's linear and it can only go one way. If you look at something like Grand Theft Auto, it's completely non-linear because sure. you have a map and you can go anywhere at any time and interact in any way. So the stories build in very different ways. So your approach to the character building has to also change. You, you can't just... Yes, yes. We talked to Dave Fenoy, who's very well known as a voice actor, and he's getting a lot of um, notice because of a game that he's in called The Walking Dead. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. and he plays one of the main characters. And he told us a story of how he was doing, you know, one line, but in so many different ways, because it depended on what had happened, what had just happened. And the director was directing him so that he had all the alternatives that could happen for the interactivity of the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that's a good, a good case in point. Um, another good case in point is a game you might have heard of called Fable. And okay, well, there's Fable and Fable 2. And I mean, up until a couple of years ago, they were they were probably the biggest games for audio that there were, but they've been superseded now. But Fable was an interesting game because with that one, you could you could choose the, what's the word, the, the motivation of your character. So you could choose for that character to be good or bad. Oh, wow. And, and it, the entire game evolved based on how you acted. So if you went up to certain people and you were bad to them, or you tried to manipulate them or, you know, get things from them in an underhand way. Yeah start to change how they actually approach you as well and that news would spread to their local community <laughs> um, so you could go all the way through these and the, the amount of variations by the time you get to the end are just huge oh wow so, so that's really putting a lot in your in your lap as a as a voice director <laughs> yeah wow um, but that's i mean that's that's part of the skill but i guess what i'm here to talk about I, I i'm here to sort of talk to the actors out there really or the potential actors um because how you approach that is different i mean you should be able to hear straight away that it's not just as easy as reading a script which has got all linear lines and you know therefore how to build your characters you know right. it's um it's a bit different than that i mean alongside other technical aspects which are just fundamentally different non-scripted vocals is a, is a good example these are 
these are sort of effort sounds, if you like, things oh. like grunts and groans, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, with Harry Potter, um, we were doing, for each of the 60 characters, we were doing maybe 40 lines of NSV. And within each line of NSV, we were having sort of up to 30 variations. Wow. Yeah. So if, if you do the math, that actually works out as around about five hours worth of voice recording, having not said a line. Just making noises, responding or moving or... Exactly. <gasps> yeah. But all of those things, when they're split up and chopped into files and then they're, they're picked at random based on certain criteria... All of those things make make the character completely lifelike and they bring it to life. And if you don't have those, it, it just looks awful. We'll take a real quick break and be right back. Hello, this is Ida, and Ida loves Rebecca. Like you probably do, loving that Rebecca want to listen to the show via iTunes. Make your life easier. Hook it up through the iTunes store. Look up Love That Voiceover. Three words, Love That Voiceover. It's not so hard, is it? And then download it and put it on all your devices. So when you're portable, so is Love That Voiceover. Oh, internet, it's so wonderful. (laughs) All right, let's jump back in. Tell us the kind of voice actor attributes that if you step back and think about all the actors that have come through and that you like to work with, what are their attributes? Okay, well, I mean, number one, I suppose the obvious one is fame. Now, the thing about fame is if you look at a game like Birds of Steel, do you know who the actor Stephen Fry is? Yes. You're right. Well, he should be big enough in the States as well, I guess. Yes. It's it's a marketing exercise. So the fact that he's involved with it will sell more games, so he's worth the expense. Right. However, there was another 40 or 50 actors within that that were unknown actors. So, you know, even something like Call of Duty, where you've got an A-list of actors that will play the top rung or, or Metal Gear Solid or something like that, you've still got lots of actors below it um, that are unknowns who are earning money from it. Yeah, I've talked, I've interviewed several yeah, so so that's that's one aspect of it, it or that you should say first and foremost is don't think that you're not famous, therefore you're not going to get any work because it's not true. I think someone who's willing to put in the time to do the training and the practice, it's it's very important because from my point of view, you can spot people who are really rehearsed, not not with the specific script that I've got, but with creating characters. I mean, for example, I will invariably do you know a hundred lines with one particular actor and i've booked them for an hour but that'll be done in maybe 50 minutes and i'll say do you know what we've also got this other character and he's got five lines can we just have a go at that as well and it needs to be a completely different character so that actor needs to have like a, a little box of characters in his head that he can just go to and grab and say okay well look, i can do new york i can do boston i can do philadelphia you know i can do miami wherever right um, and we can take those and we can start manipulating them to get what we want rather than someone who doesn't have a practiced set of base characters that that they can then just draw on in an instant, you know? Right, right. We call that having them in your toolbox, you know, yeah, a yeah, selection. Yeah, same concept, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I do that every other session at least. Got it. Then I need somebody who is a professional. And what I mean by that is, um, as I'm sure you probably know, the key to a good voiceover actor is 70% delivery, but it's also 30% technique and professionality. Yes. So, so being able to project properly and being able to shout properly without hurting your voice and being able to do things like have yourself properly hydrated so that you, you're not too clicky with your, with your, your mouth. mouth. 
noises and having a clean in point so that you breathe open your mouth give it a pause and then deliver the line so it's easy to edit and all of these things make your life easier well yeah because i mean our team has to edit these Exactly. There was a game we did called Fallout 3. And with that particular game, we were doing just French. And we had one character being voiced by a French woman. And she did 2,000 or so lines. And she was so badly hydrated. And her her mouth was so clicky that we ended up ditching everything she had done and hiring a new actor for (gasps) it. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. I mean, that's an extremity of what can happen. But that actress, I will never hire her again. And it's just, you know, there are so many people who want to work in gaming. You've got to get it right on day one. Right. And that's about being a professional. And it's about practice and rehearsal and being properly trained. So that's, I mean, that's where we came up with the idea of this training course. So Peter and I started doing these training courses in a classroom environment, actually in a studio environment, I should say, in London. And we started training people in batches of 10 at a time. It's been fantastically successful up to one point where a lot of people from Europe and the States have started hearing about it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, yourself included. And we, we... don't have the wherewithal and the means and the time because we're we're you know professionally working game voice directors and stuff like that and right. actors to actually just go and spend two weeks in the states teaching this to people so what we've done is we've created an e-learning training environment of the same thing which is where these the voiceover for gaming course comes from and gravyforthebrain.com comes from is to allow people in, in you know globally to be able to have access to the same training that they didn't get at drama school fantastic um, really to, to try and to try and grow the talent pool that's being used within gaming Thanks for listening, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Lots of love to you. Until next time, take care.